there's increasing demand for immersive personalized experiences. And again, we've seen quite a bit of that as an early mover in the AR space. So the metaverse takes this to the next level and it creates very unique opportunities for significant experimentation. You're listening to Retail Remix, your inside access to candid conversations with the people shaping retail's future. Here's your host, Alicia Esposito. Hello, hello, everyone. We have a very exciting episode of the pod for you today. Um, I sat down with Yvonne Markman, Chief Business Officer of Yahoo. Yvonne has a expansive uh, history in the marketing and advertising world, and now he has done a boomerang effect, as he explains a little bit later, back to Yahoo to really help the company bolster its business relationships. I got into what exactly that means in the context of retail and commerce, some of the trends that the business is doubling down on, and how content is really the centerpiece for all of these incredible experiences that we're seeing emerge, whether it's AR, metaverse, marketplaces, or dynamic advertising. So if you're in marketing or content creation, this is definitely a conversation for you, but honestly, we get into so many fascinating trends around customer experience that I think anyone who's in the business of branding and customer engagement will get some valuable takeaways. Yvonne, thank you so much for taking the time out. It's great to meet you. Great to meet you, and thanks for having me. So to start, would love to basically get the lowdown about how you ended up at Yahoo and what your day-to-day entails as chief business officer. So I'm what you'd call a boomerang. So I was with a company called Overture and Yahoo many years ago. I left for a startup, and I had an opportunity to rejoin when it was part of Verizon, which was I was super excited to do. And since September, we're back to Yahoo. So it's the full boomerang. And as chief business officer, I partner with businesses for growth. So on a day-to-day basis, I'm working with our customers, partners, our teams, and organizations to really ultimately fuel growth for all of the parties involved. I love that. Yeah, it's definitely fascinating to hear how tech and solution providers partner with retailers, which, you know, that's obviously our audience. And what I loved learning about when I was doing some research for this conversation is, is your background in B2B and specifically ad ad marketing technology, which is such a fascinating space for me personally. So how will you tap this experience and expertise to support not just the Yahoo business, but your customers, especially in the commerce world? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one of my first jobs way back in Argentina at Procter & Gamble was partnering with retailers in growing categories. So I was a category manager there. And since then, and through a bunch of my different kind of life experiences, if you will, in business, have had a chance to connect that with technology and how that extends into the world of today and tomorrow. So... I would say that the way that I'll tap into the experience is one, having had some kind of first party interaction with retailers from the, you're kind of deeply inside in terms of growing their categories. 
but also just connecting data, technology, and experiences to help enable retailers to navigate today's world and tomorrow's world. And it goes without saying that it's all changing very fast and it's very exciting, but it can also be a little bit challenging. So I hope to bring all of those pieces together to help our customers and partners in the retail space. Yeah, it's definitely a fast-changing space, especially now. Some unanswered questions still, some challenges, but also a lot of opportunities. And I think we're going to be getting into some of the uh, key tech trends and capabilities in, in a little bit. But I mean, for Yahoo specifically, I mean, how are you going to be trying to basically serve retailers in this ever-evolving era and really help them better connect with consumers as their preferences continue to change, as their behaviors continue to change? Like, where is the business really doubling down? Or what are you emphasizing as we go into 2022 and, and even beyond? Yes. So Yahoo is in a fairly unique position in terms of being both a publisher that has direct relationships with consumers and a B2B business in ad tech, search, and content delivery that helps businesses connect with consumers, not only on our own properties, if you will, but also via a host of third parties. So when you think about Yahoo and how we partner with retailers, it's really around connecting content to commerce at scale, right? So through our properties and our partners, we enable highly relevant, very meaningful connections with consumers. And then via our ad tech and other B2B capabilities, we help the retailers' brands, you know, the retailers as marketers when they are trying to grow their consumer relationships, as well as increasingly partnering with retailers as a technology shot in the arm, if you will, in terms of helping them build out retail media networks and scale their overall offering to brands that they work with. So I would say that those are some of the highlights and We've done a lot in a host of areas that touch all of these, including very rich formats in augmented reality, a series of capabilities that connect the dots in terms of content to commerce to really help augment what, what retailers can do, both as marketers as well as businesses that are trying to scale more broadly. Connecting content and commerce. You're really speaking my language now. <laughs> and, and, you know, a lot of exciting, exciting trends happening in that space. Like you said, AR and even social commerce, live streaming, the metaverse. I think we're going to get into a few of those. But I mean, what are you seeing in the way of consumer behaviors, right? Because I'm sure as a business, as a partner to other businesses, retail brands and merchants, you probably have a lot of data and insight into behaviors. So, I mean, what are you seeing as top of mind for consumers? What's resonating with them? And what do you think serve as those really key opportunities to bridge that gap between content and commerce? Yeah, I would say that if I had to pick a couple key trends, one would be omnichannel in the broadest sense, meaning 
consumers engaging with commerce and with commerce experiences across a host of physical and virtual or digital environments. And the second one would be augmented reality, probably with you know, capital A, capital R, in terms of how it continues to evolve. And, you know, you mentioned metaverse, how some of these elements connect with each other. And on the second topic, just as an example, we've done a bunch of consumer research beyond what we see in our properties and through our technology. And in, in our studies, we found that uh, about half of the shoppers, so 46% of shoppers are interested in AR content. 80% of them want a 360-degree view of the products before they buy them. That 63% of them are more likely to pay attention to the product when it's presented in an innovative way. Again, that they are wanting to experience these in this omnichannel fashion. So those are some of the trends that we are seeing. And again, there's a host of examples of that. More recently, we partnered with Walmart for the holiday season, giving consumers the ability to tune into Yahoo Live and in the know by Yahoo for custom videos around holiday gift giving and so on. And as you think about the experience that stems from that, retailers like Walmart have been highly innovative using AR and being able, for example, to place furniture in your home office or living room and actually experience the product before we buy and then from there connect to transactions. So again, just bringing it all back to where I started, I would say that two key trends and behavior that we're seeing have to do with that omnichannel kind of everywhere experience and greater and greater interest in and an appreciation for augmented reality type experiences. Yeah, it definitely seems like the power of content and technology that supports the amplification and creation of that content is in creating value for the consumer, right? Like I've seen plenty of very cool content campaigns and activations, but it's in what questions are you answering for the consumer, right? Like what value are you providing to that experience and how are you empowering them to take some sort of next step, right? And I think you can still be entertaining and cool and compelling while doing that, but that seems to be the big driver. And I think it connects strongly to this notion of personalization, right? Like what is that consumer looking for? What are their past behaviors and how can you be helpful for them in their customer journey, right? And you're an ad marketing guy, that that's where your history is. So, I mean, how are you think marketers are doing in navigating this landscape where there are increased demands for personalization, there are so many new technologies to support content, but there are also some challenges, right? Like the elimination of cookies, new privacy policies, like it's like a give and take, right? So I mean, what do you think marketers are doing to handle this? Are there any challenges that you think are worth noting or need to be addressed? Yes, and as you've highlighted, it's almost a bit of a tale of two cities one that has a lot more technology available and the other one that is about to see a lot of information and valuable data going away and you know at the risk of flying blind or not being able to personalize well enough 
what we're seeing in the market is really a lot of testing and learning. And you mentioned some of these, but retailers finding ways to engage with consumers online to connect the dots, right? And helping them express their interests, engage in programs that may provide more exciting deals, deals that are more personalized to them. But there's a second order benefit of that, which is as consumers provide that permission and that signal, it allows retailers to connect that information more tightly with what they know about consumers. In many cases, you know, connecting this to their loyalty card information or other types of CRM data. The other testing and learning that we're seeing is really going in the direction of not using consumer data, but rather using rich signals that come from impressions, right? So to use uh, very simple examples, there's been a surge in the use of dynamic creative optimization, where I may see a user popping up in any given experience, but I don't know who the user is, yet I can iterate on different creatives against those impressions. And by learning the reaction to those creatives, I can figure out how to better personalize some of those experiences without really needing to know who's on the other side of that impression. So the testing and learning is both in terms of, hey, you know, how do we find ways to replace the cookie, if you will, with some other form of identity that is based on consumer consent and permission and is more transparent and people-centric. But then on the other side, also reinventing the framework and say, hey, what if we didn't have any of that? Right. And and we can leverage other types of signals that really don't require knowing who the consumer is, but being able to guess what they are interested in and what's relevant to them in other ways that don't really require that identifier. Fascinating. Yeah, this concept of um, dynamic creative is, is very interesting for me as a content creator, right? Because we're talking about all of the new imperatives, right? And all of the different personas and scenarios that you need content to support in, in all the different channels, right? So there needs to be some level of, of scale there, right? Especially when you bring in that notion of being data-driven, testing and learning. Like that's that's a lot of time and bandwidth for the creative folks, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. And then in way of the content that needs to be created to support these experiences, I think it goes beyond just the the stuff we see on social media sometimes, right? Like the educational content, top of funnel content. Like when we're talking about AR, that's very product-specific content too. Like that's dimensions, that's very in-depth videos and visuals. So I mean, do you think there's going to be a greater need or demand for that product-specific content versus just brand content? Like how do you think this is going to shake out as we see the commerce landscape expand in the digital world. So going back to this notion of the tale of two cities, on the, the city that has a lot of technology is creating immense opportunity to go way deeper. And we're seeing this both in terms of demand. So going back to the stats that I highlighted around consumers really craving for deeper, more meaningful, I love the term that you use, you know, multidimensional, product experiences, and that requires 
a lot more data and going way deeper into product catalogs, right? And connecting that with reviews or other elements that are really going to give consumers a much deeper journey from the brand to the actual purchase, to the actual transaction. So we're definitely seeing an explosion in the volume and richness of that content. And again, it's super exciting because it creates way more meaningful experiences for consumers. And once again, going back to the previous question that you had asked, it also helps create that virtuous cycle of personalization and greater consumer satisfaction and brand loyalty. That's great. And we've made mention of a few technologies. You brought up AR specifically and how that's really becoming a widely adopted tool among consumers. I know we saw that during the pandemic when stores were shut down, um, AR kind of helped to bridge that gap. But we've also seen a lot of different platforms and, and channels really evolve over the past year in particular, like live streaming and social commerce. What trends are really rising to the top for you? I mean, which do you think hold the most potential to support these dynamic content experiences? Is it more about creating an ecosystem that's right for a brand versus one channel over another? I I would love your take on how you think that space is evolving and if there are going to be any stars over the next year. Yes. So there's significant advancement across a number of channels, right? And you mentioned some of those and also how those are used. You mentioned social commerce as an example a very significant trend when you think about it from the lens of channels has been the evolution of TV and connected TV and consumer court cutting. But importantly, within TV, greater interactivity, right? So interactive TV ads that help consumers engage more broadly. And then when you think about digital out of home as another example, we're seeing a ton more interactivity there. And you can take that to almost any channel from a media standpoint. You know, we talked about dynamic creative optimization, the the notion of dynamic product, which are digital ads that dynamically assemble the right offer for the right consumer at the right time. So you can see these evolving across all of the different areas, which brings me back to the notion of omnichannel, which is like, okay, great. We have all of these opportunities as a retailer to drive more commerce, uh, to drive greater consumer relationships, but it's also an explosion and fragmentation of opportunities. So one of the key trends that we're seeing is a trend towards trying to both make it simpler to navigate that space in terms of having really effective omnichannel solutions that help, for example, leverage creative assets across all of these different areas, leverage consistent data and segmentation and analytics around those areas. So once again, I go back to a notion of one big trend being this notion of omnichannel. And what this means for retailers in particular is for them as marketers, being able to engage in this and connect the dots and and test and learn and leverage the right ad tech to do this. But also the other trend, and you know, there's been a lot of talk about this in the industry, is around this notion of retail media networks, where the retailers themselves are leveraging some of their data, 
digital footprint and an ability to connect with the broader ad tech universe to be able to support brands when other brands want to reach audiences in unique ways and as a result of that grow new revenue streams for retailers in that space. So if I had to pick two above and beyond what we've discussed in terms of augmented reality in specific technologies we're seeing in in retail, I would say this notion of omnichannel and how content and more interactive experiences are leveraged omnichannel and two areas of big growth being connected TV and digital out of home. And then the notion of retail media networks, where in a way the content to engage consumers from brands that these retailers interact with flow through uh, new ways of transacting. Excellent. Yeah, I think AR is especially interesting because, like I said earlier, a lot of the use cases to start were very much e-commerce driven, right? Like you're shopping on your mobile device or your laptop and you want to quote unquote, see the product in a greater context, you know, be able to show it on, like there was one example, I think from eBags maybe, like you can see the size and the scale of the product in context of your room. I think Wayfair has done something very similar. So context is very important, but I'm starting to see more use cases to your point around Omnichannel of AR being promoted in the store experience too. So I feel like there could be a new wave or a next wave of AR experience and optimization where, you know, we're going to find ways to bring it into the store experience as well. I mean, do you have any thoughts on where you think AR is going to support that omni-channel type mission that you were talking about? Absolutely. And to your point, this is continuing to go deeper and more omni-channel more broadly. We've seen more and more augmented reality experiences out in the open and you mentioned in the store as an example, think of overlays on products, greater information around that, or experiences that may be triggered by location that tie back to an opportunity to transact in the store. And we've seen a number of innovations related to that, including beginning to bring into the mix virtual goods that some of these retailers are bringing to air, you know, NFTs and whatnot. So what I would say is that we are seeing significant, significant innovation. And sometimes this innovation crosses categories, right? So you may be promoting a movie or a TV series in specific omnichannel experiences that include the store And that may lead to, say, more ice cream sales, right? Or goods in the retailer that are tied to an experience that's been prompted or co-sponsored and so on. For us, one recent example, in this case, it was in the entertainment category. We were helping Discovery promote Shark Week's 33rd year and had a series of omni-channel experiences that cut across every single form of digital that you could imagine, as well as connected TV and digital out of home with ad units that included QR code that popped up an AR shark creative that jumped off of their screen. And again, when you think about experiences like that, we did something with Past Week as well, tied to 
Halloween and interactivity type experiences that then prompt the users to engage with other content that leads to commerce. And again, in the case of discovery, leading to viewership commerce, in other cases, leading to adjacent consumption experiences that, again, in the case of retailers, may lead to moving goods that are contextually relevant to that broader experience for the consumer. I love that. What a fun example. And a lot of the trends that we've been discussing today have had that underlying theme of creating a more integrated and immersive experience for consumers. So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the metaverse. It has been getting a lot of buzz lately for many reasons. A lot of people who are very excited about it, others who are still eagerly waiting on the sidelines to see where exactly the trend goes. Do you have a particular take right now as far as where the metaverse and these more digitized experiences are going? I know it's still early days, but do you think it will explode and we'll see some fascinating use cases or is it just basically hype in your mind? I think that the metaverse speaks to a broader trend that we briefly discussed when we talked about consumer research and some of the trends that we're seeing, which is there's increasing demand for immersive personalized experiences. And again, we've seen quite a bit of that as an early mover in the AR space. So the metaverse takes this to the next level and it creates very unique opportunities for significant experimentation. One recent one that I'm particularly passionate about is uh, we participated and supported and provided technology in the UK, where we partner with Decentraland for the Metaverse Festival in October. And we helped produce an immersive set for Nina Nesbitt from our XR studios in London, but then provided an ability for consumers to participate in this Metaverse Festival with an exclusive after-party DJ set performance and whatnot. So really enabling and, and, you know, to state the obvious, this brings people together virtually into this amazing immersive world around the world, right? So, you know, I was able to join it from here in Los Angeles at the same time as people from all over the world were experiencing this amazing musical experience. So this is just one glimpse at that and you know you can imagine uh, unique commerce events that are global that pertain to you know any category any product any experience that you could ever imagine having an ability to do this in an incredibly lifelike way from all over the world at fashion week we did a similar work with rebecca minkoff where we created essentially a full-blown virtual fashion exhibition. And in this space, as a user, you also had an ability to buy goods, including virtual goods. So there were NFTs tied to specific garments and whatnot. Once again, these are some examples of how some of this begins to come to life. It's early days, as you noted, But there's a lot of experimentation and innovation. It's all very, very exciting. And I think it's going to expand the range of what consumers can do, experience, and once again, how this brings 
ultimately more commerce and more meaningful relationships for retailers and their customers. I love that Rebecca Minkoff example. They always do, she and her team, they always do such an incredible job of taking chances, right? They see what is starting to emerge and they look for the opportunity and the possibilities and, and they go for it. So thank, thank you for sharing that. I love that example. No, this has been fabulous, Yvonne. So we do want to close things up. Obviously, our goal as a series, since we have a lot of retail executives and practitioners listening to the show every week, we try to close things out with a few tips or recommendations. I'm sure our listeners vary across commerce-related roles to customer experience, marketing, even some C-suite folks in here. So do you have any closing tips or takeaways for the retail execs listening right now as they strive to navigate this new and exciting landscape of technology and commerce and marketing and as they strive to find new ways to resonate with consumers. Do you have any takeaways for them? I would say going back to some of the themes that we've covered, so omnichannel, immersive experiences and testing and learning, I would say that there's maybe two or three key takeaways that cut across. The first one feels like motherhood and apple pie, but it's enticing shoppers with great deals. Now, in what seemingly fairly simple, the trick and the testing and learning is how to do it in this changing landscape. And we talked about omni-channel ways of engaging consumers through the attention to commerce funnel, which is super, super important. So the first one is, you know, again, a lot of testing and learning on deals. Those deals provide them incredibly valuable data, first and foremost, as to how to further personalize and build that experience. The second one is really this notion of omnichannel when it comes to the experience that the retailer is provided. And this is going, once again, beyond the more traditional in-store and, say, in an app or in a desktop experience to becoming a lot more connected with how consumers experience the retailer in digital out-of-home environments through interactive TV opportunities and whatnot. And then the third one is really thinking through the content to commerce funnel and making sure that the consumer experience is amped up all the way through. What we see is that some retailers may be a little bit more focused on the bottom of the funnel, if you will, in terms of super close to the transaction, but maybe missing some of the components of the experience that are further up in terms of the brand experience and so on. And the flip side, there may be an imbalance more towards the brand and, and losing that last mile that connects, for example, offline to online. So really amping up awareness with relevant customer content along the funnel. So just to recap the three uh, takeaways, entice shoppers with great deals, engage them with new experiences at home and in store, and lastly, to really focus on the opportunity to amp up the right level of awareness and engagement across that continuum. 
Truly fascinating stuff, Yvonne. I really appreciate you taking the time out to chat with me and dig into some of these trends a little bit. It's really fascinating to hear some of the things that Yahoo is focusing on, some of the partnerships that you've done over the past few months and year. Really some exciting trends that you guys are on the forefront of. So thank you again so much for taking the time. Thank you, Alicia. It was a pleasure. And to all of you, if you have any questions or comments for us or specifically Yvonne, feel free to drop us a line on Twitter at our touchpoints or on LinkedIn at Retail Touchpoints. We would love to keep this fascinating conversation going. And if you want to get real-time updates when new episodes are available, I encourage you to subscribe to the pod. We're on all primary podcast players, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, frankly, anywhere else, we're probably there. And if you like what you hear, drop us a review. It helps us expand our awareness and become a recommended podcast. So we would love to keep the buzz going. Thank you again to Yvonne for the great conversation. And thanks again to all of you. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Retail Remix. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. Until next time, keep mixing it up.